Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Seems Like Diet Culture podcast. I have to start off by giving a brief apology for the level of my vocal fry right now. I am feeling a little under the weather, which really ties in well to our podcast topic today, but it is making my voice sound a little less than ideal. I do have my wonderful throat coat tea. I think it's from Traditional Medicinals is the name of it. This tea, guys, it is the absolute best thing ever. I could not suggest it enough. I swear, it just, it saves your throat if you are having some issues. So again, apologies for the voice, but if you've never been here before, I don't usually sound like this, and I would love to welcome you to the podcast. My name is Mallory Page. I am a registered dietitian, and I'm the creator of this podcast, which I put together because I just really see so much diet culture information nowadays, and I feel like we need more non-diet perspectives in the space of nutrition and wellness and recovery and even current events. So each week, I bring you perspectives from me, from others, research, and even pull in the opinions of you guys to hopefully bring you some different things that you probably haven't thought about before, or maybe you have, and it will just reassure you in that perspective. (sighs) How is everybody doing today? I feel like a lot of people I've talked to have been having a rough couple of weeks within the end of August to beginning of September. So if you are listening to this right now and you've been struggling, just know that I see you and I'm rooting for you. And so is Otis. He's here with us at this current state. Oh my gosh, I just realized that my tea bag came out of my tea and was stuck in the blanket that I'm utilizing. And I'm pretty sure Otis is the culprit. Interesting. Well, I think we just need to dive into it and start off with what the heck are we talking about today? So I shared about this topic on my Instagram story the other day, and the response to it was really strong. A lot of you guys were relating to this. And then, of course, today I'm feeling under the weather, and I needed to just do an episode, not only that I felt passionate about, but one that I knew that I could get through. And it seemed like it was serendipitous to discuss why food and movement or wellness practices being uprooted or whatever it is, isn't always the problem. Now, there are so many angles that we could take with this episode, as there usually is when we're talking about wellness, but I really want to hone in on the way that our society can obsess about just a small area of the wellness picture, and then also the ways that this mindset can contribute to an obsession with health and wellness-based practices. So if you're curious what I mean by this, let's get more specific. When it comes to us not feeling well, and by not feeling well, I mean getting sick, I mean your stomach being bloated, I mean any type of way that your body physically feels off, more often than not, diet culture tells us that this is coming from a few different things. 
most likely food, exercise, or our wellness practices. The specific practices included in this can have a lot of variation, but the important thing to note is that we are directly connecting the way that we feel to these specific physical things that we do. And the diet culture industry wants us to do that because it's more profitable. That's the simple answer to it. We could go really in depth as to all the reasons as to why that is, but think about the way that physically choosing to purchase foods, choosing to buy supplements, choosing to engage in specific wellness practices ultimately ends up feeding into the income of the diet culture industry. And the challenge with this is that it's super close-minded in the sense that it's really only looking at a small area of wellness. And we discuss this concept all the time of the wellness wheel and how physical things such as eating and exercise are actually a really small part of even just one segment of that wheel. So I won't go into that too in depth, but it does pertain in this scenario because of the fact that we're doing the same thing yet again. Now, the reason why this is important isn't just because of the fact that it affects the way that we act. It also affects us mentally. And the mental effect of this is what is often not discussed as readily. Because we all know that to some extent, the way that we eat, move, and engage with wellness practices such as sleep or mindfulness or whatever else it is, can affect our immunity, it can affect our physical health, and yet at the same time, we often overlook the mental, emotional, spiritual elements of our wellness because of the fact that we're getting so focused in on this area of physical health. So the way that this shows up in a lot of scenarios is something that I'm going to call bio-optimization. We've seen this term thrown around a lot recently, and this is a huge thing for those, especially that struggle with orthorexia, but really it can be for everyone. And it's Wanting to have every single way that you engage with being well in your life be optimized to a point that it's perfect and it prevents any times where you aren't going to feel well. So you think to yourself in in a sense that if you perfect all the supplements that you take or the foods that you should eat or the way that you move or the stress that you feel, or anything else, that then you will prevent yourself from ever feeling poorly. And anytime you do feel poorly, you automatically blame it on either not having enough of this optimization and or not doing it right. So failing in some sense. I'll use the example of how I feel right now to elucidate this point. So we just had people in town for five days and 
going in to the week, I was, or the weekend when they got here, I was super, super stressed. I just had so much on my plate. And I also wasn't really feeling very tuned into myself emotionally. I just was kind of trying to check all the boxes, get everything done. I knew I was pushing myself to an extent that really I ideally wasn't good, but I just didn't know what else to do because I had to be ready, you know, for people coming to town so I could enjoy it and be present. Then this weekend, we did all the things, you know, we went out to eat most days, we drank, we, you know, didn't sleep as well or sleep as long as usual. It wasn't really like I felt like I was driving my body into the ground. Like, I felt good every day to an extent, you know, coming off of a stressful week. But at the same time, the main way that I was trying to fuel myself in this moment was through connection, experiences, being present, really putting food to the back burner in the sense of the nourishment for immunity or whatever else it may be. That just wasn't my focus. My focus was just on having the most fun with people I really care about. Now, coming into today, not feeling very well. No, one of the people I was with wasn't feeling very well either. And I think there's a piece of me that we all, we all hope to an extent that even if someone around us gets sick, we don't, right? Our immunity is strong enough. It's good enough. It's whatever else it is. But I ended up not feeling well today and having to sleep in longer than usual and all of that stuff. So let's lay out what past me would have thought. First of all, past me couldn't have done any of the things that I did this last weekend because she was so controlling around food and movement. But she also would have been thinking that The reason why I got sick and the reason why I feel the way that I do today is because I was eating foods that I didn't usually eat. I'm talking about past me. I eat all the foods that I ate this weekend now, but I eat foods I didn't usually eat and I didn't sleep as well because I wasn't optimizing it and I was drinking and so that ruined everything and oh my gosh, I just didn't take care of myself and I wasn't taking my supplements in the same way as I usually would, right? I would have gone through all these reasons as to why the physical things that I did were wrong and now there is this repercussion. In reality, me now knows that the number one thing is that someone else wasn't feeling well and I was around them. Number two thing is I decreased my immunity so much because of the stress and I know about myself from past experiences all throughout my life that my immunity is always at its lowest when I have this kind of cycle where I'm go, 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 and then I let down. And when I let down, my body is kind of like taking that deep breath because it's been trying to go for so long and I end up getting sick. And it's been this way since I was a kid. Despite any other ways that I was eating or not eating or whatever it was, it's always been that way. And I know now the things that I need to do are not to be so obsessed with how I'm going to optimize my routine or obsess about everything I eat. It's just getting back in tune with the things that make me feel good, being really sensitive with myself, giving myself extra time for rest, decreasing my stress, etc, etc. So this example really shows what I'm talking about in terms of 
this bio-optimization, and then also in terms of the repercussions that we believe come about if we do things incorrectly. I want to make sure that I note that I am not trying to say that there's no effect of food and movement and nutrition and all that stuff, but I just also think it's important to recognize that the effect isn't often what we think it is. We are, we're feeding too much into it. And the way that we start to feed too much into it can actually end up having really detrimental results. So we were in a Live Unrestricted call earlier today where we were actually talking about this and we were discussing the effects of the obsession with wellness and the obsession with optimizing everything. And one of the members of this current round was speaking to the fact that every single time that they scroll through Instagram or TikTok, they see a new thing that they feel like they need to add to their list. They see that they need to eat three garlic cloves a day or do this specific thing to be able to help with their sleep or only eat this type of fish because of X, Y, and Z reason. And she recognized in that moment that the amount that it was physically taxing her and mentally and emotionally taxing her ultimately negated a lot of the benefits that she even experienced. Because whenever she wasn't able to do those things, she was extremely distressed. But also, whenever she did do those things, there was always something new that she felt that she needed to add to it to make it even better. So there was never a time where it was enough. And that not enoughness led her to obsess. And that obsession was exhausting. And it took away a lot of the other areas of her life that actually contribute to her health, such as social relationships, social experiences, relationships, emotional needs, etc., etc., And so that whole dynamic then ends up as us actually oftentimes harming our health holistically because of the fact that we are so fixated on these other things that ultimately we don't even know if they're going to be helpful for us because we are all so unique in terms of what helps us to be the healthiest. What wellness and diet culture want you desperately to believe is that there is one specific way to be as quote-unquote healthy as possible. And yet it's wild to me because we have seen time and time and time again that that is not true. The best representation we have of places that show us longevity, which often I think a lot of people equate longevity to health, and also overall, like, I'm just going to use the word, having communities that are thriving, they are the blue zones, right? And those blue zones, there's so much variability to what it is that they've found through studies help them to live their best. And what I can tell you is that none of them are these bio-optimization techniques. A lot of them are really simple. They're sunlight. They're living in community. They are overall physical activity, which isn't exercise per se. It's just moving in the day, whatever that looks like, and oftentimes not in a way that's super intense and structured. And I could go on and on and on. You can find out stuff about Blue Zones. I actually think they're doing a documentary about it, interestingly enough, but... I haven't watched it, so don't know if I suggest it because who knows what angle they'll take it in. But 
what I'm trying to say about that is the fact that ultimately we don't know exactly what leads to you being your healthiest. And we also don't know exactly what leads to you not feeling your best, especially in a moment, not continuously, but just moment to moment basis. And so this obsession that we have in this desire to perfect everything often is counterproductive to what you're really trying to achieve, which is whatever version of health or whatever feeling it is that you've imagined is health or optimization. And I think that also brings up an interesting point that I would ask any of you guys that are resonating with this is what does health look like for you? And I ask this question a lot, but really, what is your version of that? And are, is what you're doing actually aligned to that? Because like if your version of health is to feel happy and your best in the day-to-day, but you're constantly obsessing about these things, is that really productive in terms of reaching your idea of health? Maybe or maybe not. So with all of this being said, it really calls into question what we should do in order to help to feel best. And I think that it's so much more complex than what we can cover in this podcast episode. And yet I also find it to be something that's such a simple answer because it's not all of these bio-optimizing types of things. It's not obsessing about every single thing you put in your body and every single way that you move. It is tuning in with yourself and finding actually what that does look like for you outside of the noise and outside of what people tell you is the right thing to do and not blaming every single time that you feel slightly off on a physical type of wellness misstep or on not doing enough because those things all are ultimately counterproductive to the bigger picture goal if they are causing you stress. This was a short and sweet episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. I know I've mentioned this, but we've got some really exciting episodes coming your way starting next week. So I'm really looking forward to going through those with you guys. If you resonated with this or if you think someone else will, I would so appreciate if you shared it with them or if you left a rating or review on the podcast. Regardless of whatever you do with this information, I'm just really appreciative appreciative of you listening and I'm excited to see you back here next week. Bye guys.